Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from the uh, beautiful headquarters of Thank God I'm Atheist here in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to talk about a little bit of Dan's experience out at Burning Man. Oh, yeah. spiritual experience at Burning Man. I'm such a, I'm such a drum-thumping hippie, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. Toots. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about that. We've got some good news. We've got some emails. We have a voicemail. Yeah, we got... Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, we've got all sorts of stuff to talk about today. Yeah. Um, so starting off, uh, Dan. Yes? Did you have anything you wanted to, to start with? Sure. Yeah? I can start with something, absolutely. What, what, do you, what, do you, what have you got? Catholic Church. Well, all right. Totally out of date. Oh, yes? That's, that's, <laughs> that's not just my opinion. <laughs> that was the opinion of one Cardinal uh, Carlo Maria Martini. Whoa. Which... Really? Yeah. Wow. He's Italian. Maria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Middle name Maria? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Okay. Good for him. Anyway, I'm sure he went by Carlo. Mm, growing probably. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Guessing he did. Or Martini. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so, so he says so the Catholic yeah, Church he, is he, out, of, out of date. Out of date. Horribly out of date. Well, he did say that. He was actually in line. He was a he was a a big candidate for papacy. Oh yeah, pope. He oh was, wow. He was he wasn't run running then, for pope. And then he didn't get it. He didn't get it because um, at the time uh, when John Paul died, he was um, sick. Oh, he had par- uh, a version of Parkinson's disease, oh. and so uh, they they tend not to consider people who aren't in the best of health. Oh, they, they don't unlike, want... unlike the Mormons, who will just pick whoever's <laughs> next in line. Right, yes. Huh. No, the, yeah, these guys all vote and do the whole smoky thing and stuff. Right, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. White smoke, black smoke, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah. It's exciting. So, yeah, oh, it is exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm always on the edge of my seat <laughs> whenever that happens. Uh, I would love for that to happen again soon. Yeah. Get rid of the, the crazy guy that's in there now. Ratzenberger. <laughs> Ratzinger. Or Ratzinger, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I like Ratzenberger. Yeah. God's Rottweiler is what they call him. <laughs> anyway, so this guy, he was really cool. He he just passed away, mm. uh, this cardinal. Okay. But uh, in the last uh, interview that he gave, he talked about how out of date the church was. Wow. He said... He said uh, that he said, "quote Our culture has aged. Our churches are big and empty, and the church bureaucracy rises up. Our rituals and our cassocks are pompous." Mm-hmm. That was one thing he said. Wow. He said, uh, "Wow." He was highly critical of. Yeah. Well, and, and he said the church has to admit its mistakes uh, and begin a radical change, starting from the pope and the bishops. He said the pedophilia scandals oblige us to take a journey of transformation. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So he, um, wow. It, it, it's interesting to hear. Um, I mean, the thing that I'm thinking about right now is just how, you know, how radically different that is from sort of the religion that we grew up in. Yeah. Right. Like you would never hear somebody 
you know, speak out on that level. Yeah. Oh, not someone so who's that, in the structure. No. And yeah. certainly not in public. But that's what I mean. They yeah. might say it from behind closed. They might say it behind closed doors. Yeah, sure. But they would never be public about it. So that, that's, that's remarkable. Hmm. Not only that. And, and he wasn't just talking about the pedophilia thing. He was talking about the pedophilia thing, but mm-hmm. he also said, he also said that, uh, um, he, he, he used to talk about, uh, the, the use of condoms being possibly acceptable. He talked and he said, um, a woman is, a, he said, quote, a woman is abandoned by her husband and finds a new companion to look after her and her children. A second love succeeds. If this, if this family is discriminated against, not just her, the mother, but the, but not just the mother will be cut off, but also her children. So he's pointing out that like, by shaming hmm. current modern sort of idioms of love and, mm-hmm. and, and new directions in human relating. You lose the opportunity to... They're, they're to losing generations. They're not just people. losing one person. They're losing generations of oh. parishioners. Good. Yeah, well... For, Keep it up, Catholic Church. Yeah, for our sake. <laughs> for the sake of humanity, please... Please don't Remain change. behind... <laughs> Please keep yourself... Please stay out of touch. Please make yourself much more obviously the relic of another Ah. time that you are. Yeah, yeah. Because every time you modernize, more people stay, and it just... Mm. It's just sad. Hmm. Well, I've I've got some pedophilia thing. Oh, yay! Yeah, to talk about. Well, what could be more delightful than pedophilia? (laughs) I didn't know that we were going to be making that connection today. Sure! Oh, pedophilia. Um, Yeah, this was... um, Folks out in the the world may have heard about uh, Father Benedict Groschel. Is how I'm going to pronounce the last name. I don't know how it's really pronounced. Mm. Um, this uh, this last week, um, he, uh, he 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 <laughs> was being interviewed, and the guy's the guy's old. Yeah, he, he's like in his seventies, right? So he he's he's up there. Oh, so he's not in his like nineties or something. He's not like no, he's still I coherent. I don't think so. I don't think he's in his nineties. If you told well, me he was said, in his eighties, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, but he's like he's he's up there. Okay, right? and that's sort of the point here is that he's old and a little bit out, again out of touch. Mm-hmm. And um, and so he gets he's being interviewed for sort of like the you know being talked to about his career and achievements in his career. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, this is coming from. What was it? The Catholic, um, the, the, what is it? Let me see if I can see it. The, uh, Catholic register, uh, the national Catholic register, mm. America's most complete Catholic news source. By okay. The way. Yeah. So, well, apparently they are. Yeah. And so anyway, so he gets in there and the, uh, interviewer, uh, asks, uh, and this is like on page four, bottom of page four out of like seven pages sure in this in this article and uh it says part of your work here at trinity has been working with priests involved in abuse no mm. and uh he says <laughs> no and he goes a little yes um and uh and he he but then he puts out a theory um about how you know a, 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 that, that it's Oftentimes, these kids who are seducing the priests. Um, the, oh the, my you know, God. The, 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 a lot of the cases, the youngster, 14, 16, 18 years old, is the seducer. Um, and he goes on and says, uh, and, and, and 
the interviewer goes, why would that be? Uh, well, it's not hard to see a kid looking for a father and didn't have his own and they won't be planning on getting into heavy duty sex, but almost romantic, embracing, kissing, oh. perhaps sleeping, but not having intercourse or anything like that. It's an understandable thing. And you know where you find it among other clergy and important people. You look at teachers, attorneys, judges, social workers. Generally, if they get involved, it's heterosexually. And if it's a priest, he leaves and gets married. That's the usual thing. Okay. So oh we'll skip God. a little bit. But there are relatively rare cases where a priest is involved in a homosexual way with a minor. Okay. First of all. What? Okay. First of all. Okay. We'll get back to that one. Um, I think the statistic I read recently in a secular psychology review was about 2%. So wait, wait, 2% of all priests getting involved with that when they get involved sexually with a, I think is what he's saying. When a priest there, get, gets involved sexually with, a with another, with another human, with someone that they shouldn't be 2% right. of the time. It's in a homosexual way. With a child. With a child. Wow. <laughs> first of all. You guys, okay. First of all. It's only 2%. Sexual predators are not, are, are very rarely homosexual. In fact, it occurs it, it, it's sort of the same rate as in the, the regular population. Right. Right. Usually, usually, usually even if they're going the after boys, even if they're it's going not after homosexuality, boys, exactly. it's just a violent crime. It's a violent crime. It's about power. Sex. It's about, yeah, exactly. And so, um, and so he goes on and on and he goes, here's this poor guy, Sandusky. He went on for years. Interesting. Why didn't anyone say anything? Apparently a number of kids knew about it and didn't break the ice. Well, you know, until recent years, people did not register in their minds that it was a crime. It was a moral failure, scandalous, but they didn't think of it in terms of legal things. Oh, that <laughs> poor keeps, guy. He just keeps going on and on. And I'm inclined wait, to wait. think. He called Jerry Sandusky. That poor guy. That poor guy. Yeah. And then he says, and I'm inclined to think on their first offense, they should not go to jail because of their intention or because their intention was not committing a crime. Wow. 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 <laughs> that is, that's pretty remarkable. I mean, it's, first of all, ignorance of the law is an excuse. Apparently, according to Father Greshel. And then there are places in his brain where pedophilia is okay. It's just, I mean, it's not okay. It's scandalous, but it's not a crime. But, but I mean, let's cut the these, world I grew up in, folks. Cut, cut these guys a the break. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they've got these really good-looking fourteen-year-olds coming up at them, batting their those pretty little eyes. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like we, what? We're supposed yeah. to sympathize with these guys? Well, he apparently does. Um, and so uh, this, this I love too. What has the church learned in terms of preventing this is the question. We've been screening seminarians for decades. That's nothing new. I've been doing it for 40 years for the old community, the, the capuchins, the capuchins Aren't for the diocese. I, don't, I think they are, but whatever. <laughs> that was uh, a kind of monkey. <laughs> well, apparently it's also a kind of priest. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, for the diocese, for our small religious community, it takes a lot of time, four or five hours <laughs> to do a psychological screening. And I don't have a lot of time. 
<laughs> so, oh. this, okay, it is it is a burden. To, <laughs> it, frankly, it's not even worth it. It's not worth it. Well, I mean, clearly, this guy, this guy of uh-huh. all these of all the people in the church, somehow I think he wasn't effective at weeding out the bad ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something tells me he not he's not really tuned in exactly to what mm-hmm. would what would be. What what the real red flags would be on this point? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, the the National Catholic Register, for whatever reason, decided to post this on their website. Oh my God. What? Hey, they are the most promptly. They are the most in com- hours. They're the like most a, complete. <laughs> they are the most complete Catholic news source. Okay. Yeah, uh, Father Benedict is seventy eight. Oh my by God! The way. Yeah. And so, uh, anyways, yeah, they pulled it quickly, and thanks uh, to Michael who helped out with this on Facebook. He helped me. Uh, um, was he, it Michael? I think it was Michael. Wait. Come mm, on. We Facebook. better check. Better check. So while Dan's checking that, yeah, um, yeah they, I, I kind of, I posted a, a, a little excerpt that I'd found um, elsewhere and was like, well, okay, it's something. And I, ju- I just was like, I want to know if there's anything more beyond this excerpt. And uh, anyways, yeah, he came along and, he uh, he mm. posted that. And, and oh yes, so thank it, you. it is Michael. Yeah, I thought who, who who threw that up there. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, and so you know that whole thing about once it's on the internet, it it's on the internet is yeah. definitely true. So um, I now have I now have a saved copy on my <laughs> iPad. So that, it's just you know it's just like this is so far beyond tone deafness. Oh my god, this is so far beyond like this is clearly. Like he has, this guy has been around for so long. He has to have sat in on dozens of meetings about this. Oh, absolutely. And well, if he they, worked with them, he said, "Yeah, partly that's what he did." And if they haven't been able to, through all of their meetings and his sort of emergency like damage control conferences with each other, if they haven't been able to come to a point where everybody understands that the victim. Is the victim. Period. End of story. Yeah. There is no excuse. There's no way that it could ever possibly be okay. There's no way that anybody else is victimized here except the victim. There's no way that this is sad for the priest. Right. Other than, you know, I do think that there's a mental illness factor here. Right. And so I do feel for somebody who has mental illness and it leads them to a a life where they do something horrible and stuff. But, but. Not in some sort of like, not um, not not in defense of them. No, in no way is that our okay. actions. I just I just imagine this guy doing his four hour psychological interview with the with with potential priests and just going, "Now, are you attracted to children?" And the priest saying, "Not normally." Oh, okay, good, good, good. Then we're fine. We're fine. No, I mean a little bit, but not really. Oh, okay, good, 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 good. Just keep it, just really lean on the side of no. You should really, as long as you're leaning there, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. It, it, yeah. It definitely shows us a, 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 yeah, another side of sort of um, this, the, the whole, um, you know, the, the, the whole scandal that, that erupted in the, in the Catholic Church. Right. Obviously. And we, we have, we've all heard about it. Um, it's, it's interesting to hear from one of their elder clergy. Yeah. 
you know, who, who, who actually had the responsibility because he's a psychologist, right? And so he actually, part of his responsibilities in, in the, in the diocese apparently was to work with, with priests who, who had troubles. Yeah. I'm sorry, but the second you utter the phrase, that poor guy Sandusky, <laughs> yeah, you well, have lost that. all credibility, <laughs> like all credibility. That yeah. poor guy. Oh, poor guy. Oh. Poor guy. He does. I mean, I, I really do feel for that guy. He, <laughs> all he did, he didn't know it was a crime. No, because uh, when the world he grew up in, it was just a scandal. It was just, it was just a scandalous it was affair. A, it was mildly naughty at best. And nobody used to talk about it. No. What's wrong with kids these days? <laughs> you can't abuse one of them and not have them talk. Right. Just shut the hell up, kid. <laughs> Take your lumps and and move on. We all had to do it. Yeah, at some point. I was an I, altar boy. I grew up in this church. I know what I <laughs> I know what goes on. <laughs> Frankly, when I was an altar boy, I just couldn't wait to grow up and be a priest so I could do it myself. Oh God, Dan! <laughs> there, there's there's a gag reflex that's <laughs> happening right now. Yeah, I don't. This is a really gross one. <sighs> It's, it's hard to make jokes about pedophilia. Yeah, we seem to be doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I think we're making jokes about assholes who think pedophilia yeah, is no, okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. Anyway. So what else you got? Um, you know how Arizona's just batshit crazy? Yeah, I don't know what happened to them. <laughs> <laughs> Arizona, or rather, the government of Arizona, because like, oh, I've met people from Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like my my image of Arizona is is this huge dichotomy between wealthy conservative assholes who run the place, yeah, and a bunch of completely ineffective hippies mm. living all over the place, yeah, like Tempe. I imagine is just nothing but hippies. Really? Nothing but new agey. I have no opinion of hit, of Tempe. I've no, I don't know. I've I'm no, just saying I've no small image in my head of what Tempe is. I'm just, I'm just saying anything smaller than like Phoenix. Are you, I think you're thinking of Flagstaff. Sure, I'm thinking yeah. of all of it. The whole <laughs> damn state. It's either rich conservative assholes, and I mean yeah. that. I don't mean all. You mean that all, in the nicest. I don't way mean possible. all conservatives are assholes. I right. mean that the rich conservatives of Arizona are all assholes. Okay. Or, or or they're hippies. I don't know. I, I... <laughs> what? I'm not allowed to be an exa- to exaggerate ah, right now. Well, personally, I'd rather lean on the all rich conservatives. Are assholes. <laughs> I don't know why you're defending the rest of the 49 states. Conservative, the rich assholes. conservatives. Yeah, there are some. There are some very nice rich conservatives. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure both of them are. But neither of the written very nice rich conservatives live in Arizona. That's no, all I'm saying. No, I, I would say no. Anyway, so what, that that was a long lead-in. What what have you got? Well, their their fine governor Jan Brewer just signed another law into oh, into effect, no. and this one's this one's a a doozy. Okay. So you know, you know how with the conservative states, there's sort of this arms race to see who can <laughs> allow the least number of abortions. <laughs> yeah. So they've just signed a law into effect that says that conception... It's an arms race. Is that what you said? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> what did you think I said? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, anyway uh, they just the conception begins two weeks uh, before conception. What? <laughs> two weeks. How are they doing this? Rather, pregnancy begins pregnancy. begins two weeks before conception. Pregnancy begins two weeks before because, conception. Be, how, does that, how does that? They're, they're saying pregnant. They're saying that pregnancy begins when the egg that eventually will be fertilized is released into the fallopian tubes. Meaning, like the end of your last period. What is the is the beginning of your pregnancy? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought they were just doing some bad math. <laughs> no, 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 no. They've what? actually justified it. Oh, it ca- quote unquote. Okay, so the quote here is um, is by uh, someone uh, who's it by? Oh, a Planned Parenthood lobbyist who says that the law, the law defines pregnancy in a way that bans abortion two weeks before the other seven states who have similar laws. It calculates gestational age starting with the first day of the last menstrual period rather than the date of conception. Well, by this definition, <laughs> women are bodies are aborting pregnancies every month. They should go to jail. I think. <laughs> I think like, these, like th- yeah. they're having miscarriages, so to speak. Right. Whether or not semen enters the equation, these women. Every woman is pregnant once a month. Once a month, you, you until their body rejects the egg, <laughs> or it gets fertilized. I think that's I, what they just defined. Every woman is pregnant every time she has... You are pregnant until proven not pregnant. Until you flush out that egg. Every egg is a potent... Whoa. Is a, yeah. Crazy. Whoa. It's just... It's literally... It's, and it really is. It's clearly just how far can we push anti-abortion laws in Ugh. a country where abortion is legal. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, it just disgusts me. I know. Like there, <sighs> so of course women can still have abortions. You know what? Here's the deal. Like if if you believe that a baby, okay, I'm just gonna go. I'm bear with me for a second. If you believe that the moment that conception happens, it's murder, right? If to you abort, abort right. right? Um, I don't agree with you, but okay, sure. right? Like, 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 we, I, we, we can, I can sympathize with that. I, position. I can sympathize with that position that every, that, that, that okay, I, I, I get it. Okay. But, but be honest, be at least intellectually honest about this thing. Right. right? right. Which they're not being. <laughs> no, it does you know, seem like slightly disingenuous to say you're pregnant before you've actually been inseminated. Right. Like, base this <laughs> on some facts, people. <laughs> like, like. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm near speechless. Yeah, you're baffled right now. I can hear it. It's a it's a crazy thing. It's a crazy thing. Oh, there's more to the law though. Oh, P.S. Good. What else? Uh, is there's there? a little. Uh, also, there's also a little thing that says that you have to, if you get an abortion, uh, you you do have to have an ultrasound beforehand. Oh, that yeah, that old chestnut. Yeah, that yeah. was. Uh... Oklahoma just did that one, really? right? Didn't we talk about that? Oh, I don't know. So who, some state I, did, and it's and it's the the, a, they, the woman has to look at it, right? No, I think the doctor has to f- f- like 
turn it in their direction or something. I th- I, I don't oh know. My I, God. It's yeah. so it's so stupid. This is not going to prevent abortion. It's just going to annoy everybody. Yeah. Congratulations on annoying people who want to get abortions. It's the <laughs> same. are already going through something that's probably been very difficult. Right. Right. Or not. I mean, I you know, well, I know yeah, some I mean, people who have had abortions be. who are just fine with it. Right. But you know, but but for, for a lot of women, it is a very a lot of the scenarios. It's a very why difficult time. Might be going in. Yeah, it can be a very difficult decision. Absolutely, I'm sure most of the time it is. So mm. let's just make it harder. Dear it's the God. it's the same concept as Utah liquor laws. None of them are in place to prevent drinking. Mm-mm. They're all just in place to annoy and and <laughs> and to make it more a little bit more miserable to drink. Which, by the way, I went to the liquor store. Okay, out of staters. When I say the liquor store, I'm pretty sure Dan knows exactly which liquor store I'm talking about because there aren't that many. Right, right, right. right. They're all state run. And so, like, I went to the Fourth South liquor store. Yeah. One of two in the entire city of Salt Lake City, right? That Not the op- whole valley, but in the actual city that would be open at 8 p.m. on a Saturday evening. Right. Okay. And boy, does it get packed. It is ridiculous. (laughs) Okay. They have a tiny little parking lot out in front of the thing. And it is cars and just bedlam everywhere. Yeah. And you you go in, the three registers inside are all open. Right. And they have a line like you cannot imagine. Right. Right. This is a tiny little store. Because I forgot that it was Labor Day weekend. (laughs) Right. And so we're, I'm just we're like, not, oh, because they're not open on Labor Day, are they? No, they're not open on Labor Day. Oh, so they wouldn't be open God. on Sunday, which well, is why everybody there is there on Saturday. Right. And of course, they're not there on Labor Day, but people need to stock up. And It's just crazy. Oh, my God. If you go, is. not only, I mean, this store is so, is such a clusterfuck on a, on a Saturday night that literally the McDonald's half a block away has someone on the ready. To tow away cars that park, or not mm-hmm. to tow, to boot cars that park yeah. uh, in half in their way. It's on the other end of the block. Yeah, but you only have to walk like half a block oh, to get to their to get to their parking their lot. parking sure. lot. Right, right, right. So it's like the next parking lot you can go to. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like everybody's trying to make money right. off of people just desperately trying to find a parking place right. to go to this liquor because store. all the surface streets are. Yeah, there so were was, there was so another Brent, much. Brent will just like <laughs> drop me off. I run inside, and he's waiting for me at the McDonald's. Right, yeah. So. As long as he's in the car, I think yeah, he's yeah, okay. Yeah, totally fine. If you're in the car, it's running, he leaves the lights on, that whole thing. It's just so funny. Yeah. And we had a much larger store that was open till 10. Yeah. Uh, and then they decided not to open it till 10. Which one was that? The one on 3rd West? The the wine store? Oh, that one. And also the North Temple one they used to be open until 10. Oh, really? I mean, then, yeah, now they don't. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. Our entire neighborhood doesn't possibly need any alcohol. No, again, this is not to prevent drinking. <laughs> this is to annoy drinkers. Yeah. This is to shame us. We well, should they feel... Run into, first of all, they, they need to get out... Okay. Nobody's interested in this conversation. So let's, let's move on. <laughs> Well, I, I, I think, I think you tell liquor laws are are a frequent topic. Yeah, that's all I want. Yeah, because these are like the craziest of all the conservatives. Yeah, these these are all people who would scream about smaller government. Yeah, at the top of their lungs, and and and, and would 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 say that you know that the 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 government has absolutely no business 
running a business. Right. You know? Unless and, it's unless the liquor. Unless it's the liquor. And then, boy, they'll run it, and they'll run it so poorly. Anyways. All right. <sighs> anyway. So there you go. You got Utah bad with liquor, Arizona mm-hmm. bad with everything. Yeah. And... um. You have a headline in the Tribune that says LDS missionaries witness car crash after driver flips them off. (laughs) (laughs) So so wait, a driver's taking time to flip off the the The, missionaries missionaries. and gets in a wreck because of it. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yep. Uh, God fin- just smote you, motherfucker. Finger flipper escaped injury in Indiana accident, is what it says. <laughs> finger flipper? Yeah. Call it the fickle finger of fate, or perhaps divine retribution. Yeah, I think that's exactly yeah. what it is. It was yeah. God. God, by the way. <laughs> okay, well, let me just tell you something. There is biblical precedent for God hurting people that make fun of his disciples. Oh, Yeah. Is there? Well, I will tell. Our, I will remind our listeners of the story in Second Kings in the Bible yeah. of the prophet Elisha, who went into a town, and uh, he, you know, he was a good prophet. He was a, a oh, yeah. good and holy man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Went into a town, and a bunch of children came out to him. Oh yeah, and said, "Ha ha ha! You're bald." <laughs> and he said, "I curse you in the name of the Lord." And behold. Two she-bears came out and <laughs> killed 42 children for making fun of his buddy for being bald. I find it hard to believe that there were 42 children that were making... Like, really? Right. 42 kids, like, gathered around... I mean, 42 kids is a lot of that's kids. A, that's a shit ton of kids. Not only did is that a lot of kids to make fun of a guy, uh-huh. but that's a lot of kids for two bears to handle. Yeah, that's true. You'd think they'd be running. You know, I can see a bear getting five or six. Yeah. But those are efficient fucking bears (laughs) killing 42 children. Surely the kids were hanging out and trying to help their their, their friends, right? Trying to pull their friends away from the bears. Or they all just were told that they're supposed to play dead when they see bears. There's bear in the Middle East? There there were that day two she-bears. Where was this? Where did this take place? Yeah, in Jerusalem or somewhere. No, it wasn't Jerusalem, but it was in in that area. They have bears? They did that day. (laughs) And those were some angry-ass bears. That was a miracle of the Lord. Yeah. Praise Jesus. The Lord works in mysterious ways. So, you know... That's one thing, but if you flip off a missionary... Oh, do not flip off missionaries. God will make you get in a wreck. Especially, don't do it while driving drunk. Oh, was guy, he drunk? He was drunk. Oh. He was, that's why he wrecked his car. <laughs> but the scene sounds absolutely amazing. This is according to Elder Brzezinski. Oh. Uh, we were just walking and he looked back and flipped us off. Then the car flipped 10 to 12 feet in the air. He hit like a guy wire to like some telephone pole or something. And oh, flipped his car. Wow. Like, he, he like lost control, veered off the road, hit a guy wire and just... <laughs> And he and he was okay. And the guy, yeah, he avoided uh, any serious um, <laughs> anything. But this, get this, his punishment. I love it. Well, I don't yeah. love it, but I don't know. Uh, one day behind bars. Yeah, his fine eight hundred and twenty dollars. Drive drunk in Indiana, folks. 
Don't yeah. do it in Utah. Don't, yeah. Oh, God. You get, yeah, you, that's, <laughs> I'm like, one day in jail and $850. $820. $820. Well, okay. That's yeah. totally, like. That's totally doable. That's doable. I'm driving drunk not, all I, the time down there. <laughs> I'm going to go to Indiana just to drive drunk and flip off religious people. Yeah, do it. Fuck well, you, religious person. I'm about to get in an accident. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's great. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Like, right? I, I saw the headline and I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> this is going to become like urban legend, Mormon urban legend. <laughs> it's going to be told for years, <laughs> especially in that mission." But it's oh not. It's, yeah, well, in that mission, they're going to tell talk about it a lot. But it's not like it has the the sort of potency of the stories about you know someone gets shot and the Book of Mormon catches the bullet and then they when they open it up, it's pointing to a. I was scripture about how, you know, you believe in the Lord and the, he shall the, be your the armor pierces the heart or something like that. Yeah. 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 No, it doesn't have, it doesn't have that degree of potency, but certainly among 19 year old boys, that will be a story oh, that is passed love down. That story. They love it. They, now they're going to be other guys who want to get flipped off. Now what? it's like everybody's hoping to get flipped off just to see a, a cool accident. Yeah. Guaranteed. One of those two guys will be zone leader. <laughs> i don't even know why that is funny but it is <laughs> anyway hey speaking of mormons yeah uh you know mormons are kind of famous for uh having weird rules about what they're allowed to eat and drink right yeah yeah they, i think that's i think that's one of the first thing people come up with right. they don't drink they don't drink coffee right exactly they i mean they don't drink alcohol they don't drink coffee they right. don't smoke so so another and and one of the big things is that uh everyone thinks that mormons can't drink caffeine right you go to yeah. the, for instance you go to byu mm -hmm. the the mormon university brigham young university mm -hmm. in provo utah mm -hmm. you will not be able to purchase a caffeinated beverage no you can purchase coke but it's caffeine free coke yeah they have or caffeine free diet coke it's kind of weird because the fountains have that like gold colored logo right. from caffeine free coke does anywhere even make caffeine free coke besides besides our Utah? local bottler I, I don't know i i would imagine that for most of the country the caffeine is half the point <laughs> well yeah yeah but uh but yeah not in not in not a BYU well huh. it doesn't ever nothing in the scriptures mentions caffeine and this has been a sticking point for me for decades right. like people talk to me people are like oh i don't drink caffeine and i'm like why yeah. oh well i'm lds so right there's nothing that says nothing has ever said anything about caffeine right ever right uh there have been now i was wrong about that when i used to say that because there have been general authorities who have talked well, about bruce it. r mcconkey with, but he, uh, but he didn't doctrine, didn't he say something about it? He didn't it? prohibit it. He just said that it was, it, it wasn't a rule, but it was sort of uh, sp cheating spiritually. If you did it, it wasn't. It was not in the spirit uh, it, of the of the rule. Right, 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 to, right. To to drink the caffeine. Well, the Mormon Church has released a document. Oh, or really? has released a, a, a they 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 put out a a, a, statement. a, a statement. Yes. And uh, this was in response to the to the big thing that they did on NBC, mm -hmm. the big uh, oh Brian Williams mm -hmm. Rock Center, whatever it's called. Yeah. And uh, and what it said was, uh, the church does not prohibit the use of caffeine. 
and that the and and it said that uh, the faith's health code reference to quote hot drinks does not go beyond coffee and tea. Right. So hot chocolate, which is also hot, a hot drink, it's fine. It's fine. Coffee and tea is prohibited. Mm-hmm. Although my mom used to drink herbal tea. Herbal tea. I think most Mormons feel okay about that, but. Yeah, there's nothing. There's no differentiation see, in the. See, if we're going to get to the, the letter the, of the law, the issue, the, the old joke that I always heard was, um, you know, the I can't remember the whole setup and punchline and everything, but it, it, the, the 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 crux of the joke was about um, the difference between Mormons and non Mormons is the temperature of their of, of the, their of their caffeine. caffeine, right? Because Mormons have been drinking Diet Coke to get caffeine for eons, right? Not all of them and frankly, have felt that that's okay, but like by and large, they know coffee's been been frowned upon, right? And it's always been this gray area in the church about right. the whole, you know, right? Cold caffeine, cold caffeine. Well, here's the other thing about ca- about about caffeine is that if the church actually came out with a statement that said we don't drink caffeine, mm-hmm. well. I I don't know about you, but I know some Mormon chocoholics that would go mm. crazy. <laughs> there are some Mormon housewives out there who, because I mean, chocolate has plenty of caffeine. Yeah. In it. Oh yeah. Not as much as like a Coke or something, but it's, it's in there. If they did that, I definitely wouldn't want to see the morning commute in Salt Lake City. No. <laughs> oh my the god. Although, <laughs> frankly, it might it might take the uh, the weight down in Utah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there might be there might be a little bit of a weight loss thing yeah, happening. Yeah. Well, except that they'd still drink soda. They would just drink caffeine and free soda. But why? At that point, why do you drink soda? Because it's sweet and bubbly, ah. and you can get sixty four ounces of it into one mug. I, don't, I just don't at know the Maverick you... store. Yeah, there yeah. You go. All right. Anyway, so oh. so rejoice, all ye Mormons, drink your <laughs> caffeine. Guilt free. Yeah. You can now drink Absolutely. it. Absolutely. As long as it doesn't come from a bean or a leaf, you're in good shape. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, Dan, this was funny. I, I sort of uh, I came across this story about Lilydale, New York. Um, and I have never heard of it, but you were just like, oh, I've been there. Yeah. Um, it's, a, uh, it's a gated community for spiritualists. It is indeed. Like, yeah. And this is blown away. This is a. Lilydale, New York. It's an entire little town. Mm-hmm. See, now what's funny is the reason I went there. I spent a summer in upstate New York mm-hmm. uh, doing actor training mm-hmm. at a place called Chautauqua. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this is a this, so Chautauqua is a town. It's only really a town in the summertime, mm. and a whole bunch of very rich people own houses in the grounds of this and it's gated too and you have to pay an entrance fee to get in mm. and uh and then they have like shows all year and they or all summer long and they've got lecturers that come in and it's actually a really remarkable place um and uh you know i went there because they have training for different artists for actors for musicians for dancers and that sort of thing sure but not too far from there uh-huh. is a similar place, only it's for psychic mediums yeah. and and like uh, all this cool woo-woo stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we so a bunch of us packed up and and went there for a day huh. to get our uh, 
Our psyche's red. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And so we went to the we went to the Reedon Stump. Yeah, it sounds absolutely bizarre. It's home to the Lilydale Assembly, Mm -hmm. which is a religious religious organization of mediums and healers who claim to communicate messages from those who have passed on. Yes, they do claim that. Yeah, I witnessed them claim that. They claimed it at me. They, I, I literally sat in front of. I, we we went to a place called the Healing or called the the Stump. It's a tree. Stump, it's okay. a tree stump. Oh, okay. And uh, apparently, it's of it's of holy or or uh, something significance. It's of woo woo significance. Okay. And okay. And there's uh there's benches, there's pews, there's oh. uh you know lined up facing it, oh. and and psychics in training go to this, and it's free. Because most of the places you go there, if you want a reading, you have to pay for it. Oh, okay. Um, but this place, you go there and the psychic, the training psychics, mm-hmm. the Padawan learners, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, get up there and they give readings to people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's mildly uncomfortable just as a as a thing. Right. But then there were a few moments that were incredibly uncomfortable, including one where someone, where, one of the, where the psychic who was talking said, you, can I come to you? And pointed... And, and can can I come to you, please? And pr- two people said yes. Oh, uh-oh. one person and a person behind them. Uh oh. And so she starts to give this reading, and two people continually are responding to everything <laughs> the person says for like a minute and a half before she says, "Okay, now I know that you, uh, in the blonde in the red shirt, I know that you're responding, and the and that this." But I'm actually talking to the person in front of you. And it was just this, like, butt-clenchingly awkward thing <laughs> that happened. Okay. But then later, some, one, the, one lady came and she, she picked me out of the crowd and said, Can I come to you? And I said, Yes. And she said, Now, you have a grandmother that passed away. Is that right? And I was like, I have two of them that have passed away. But sure, yes. Good job. Wait to... Wait to Way to nail that people who might have died. Right, right. For, that's probably like lesson number one. Yeah. Right? Oh, sure. Yeah. When, when randomly going up to a stranger, <laughs> there's a decent shot that the grandparent has died, and an even better shot that if they're and even if they say no, you can say, oh, it must be a great grandparent then. Right. Yeah. Or whatever. Easy deflection. Yeah. Anyway, so so she said, and 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 I sense that she wouldn't approve of what you're what you're doing with your life. Is that true? Now that also oh. seems like an easy call for someone who's going into Lilydale. <laughs> you know what I'm sure. saying? Yeah. No, like that, someone who's funny. going into Lilydale, they're they're like they're probably disappointing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Okay. Actually, my grandmother wouldn't have a she problem with the arts. She was very happy that I was. She would have been very happy that I was being an actor. Right. But that's but so she uh, yeah she kept not hitting. Mm. A lot of a lot of misses on that. She one. was reading the blonde and the red. <laughs> she was reading, yeah. <laughs> just maybe finally the, the poor that poor woman. And that's when I figured out that the guy in front of me was the one getting the reading. <laughs> oh, so embarrassing! God damn it. <laughs> so no, yeah, I've been to Lilydale. It, wow. I, it's worth uh, a a creepy. What's really funny is that we had been. It, this was the summer that the Sixth Sense came out. mm Hmm. And we had all gone to see The Sixth Sense. Oh, and I think that was the same summer that The Blair Witch Project came out, too. Oh. Or right around that time. Uh-huh. And so, like, 
There was this, we had all gone to see these like creepy movies as well. <laughs> so there was this really like spooky, because it's in the woods. Yeah. Lilydale's all like cabins sort of mm-hmm. tucked into the woods. Mm-hmm. Had a very creepy feel. Nah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, here's a picture of the stump. Um, oh, you a found the stump? stump. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so anyways, um, well, it sounds like a uh, really interesting place. Um, and I, I was kind of just sort of shocked by the, you know, I mean, the headline totally pulled me in. Right. <laughs> Well, then, well, wait, what was the head, headline? The headline was Lily Dell, New York, a gated community for spirituals. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so, so I needed to read it. Yeah. Right. Um, and the thing that I actually found to be, because of our, all the woo-woo stuff, I kind of knew what to expect and all sure. that. But, um, they, um, they, that they're they're little they have some sort of like religion that ties them all together right mm. some sort of belief system that ties them all together and one of the things that they 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 have belief in god and jesus christ but they do <laughs> not consider themselves christians oh right? we how accept, very hindu of them yeah we accept jesus as our older brother our master teacher our master healer we just don't accept that he died on the cross to save us because we believe in self-responsibility. Oh, that's very, very mature of yes, them. Yes, in fact. Um, but anyways... I um, just pulled up the uh, the website, lilydaleassembly.com. Oh, yeah? And uh, one of the things it says on the front page, the definition of a spiritualist. Oh. One who believes as the basis of his or her religion in the continuity of life and in, and an individual responsibility... Some, but not all, spiritualists are mediums and or healers. Spiritualists endeavor to find the truth in all things and to live their lives in accordance therewith. Oh, that's lovely. Isn't that nice? That's just superb. <laughs> oh, that's nice. The continuity of life and in... in the continuity of life. Yeah. The hell are you talking about? Uh... I, I saw there was a Disney movie that I saw that kind of the circle of life touched on that theme. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They yeah. believe in the lion. King. They they believe their religion. They, while they do not, while they do believe in God and Jesus Christ, and they're right. not Christians. They're lion kingists. They're li- lion kingians. Lion kingians. Yeah. I, well, it just it really just got me thinking. You know, this whole like. Um, you know, the, how many people, be, like, how many groups believe in Jesus Christ, but don't believe in, like, the Christian version of Jesus Christ? Yeah. Like, it's it's really, it's quite bizarre. Like, I mean, find, the more I, you know, when I started learning more about Islam, the fact that Jesus Christ is a figure in Islam. Sure. Um, and uh, Only they and, wouldn't say Jesus Christ, they would say Jesus. They would say Jesus, yeah. You're they wouldn't call right. him the Christ. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, and... Uh, and so, so anyways, um, it, it's, it's just, it's fascinating to me that, 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 that people are, are, you know, tie themselves to that one dude. Um, uh, and, uh, and yeah, it, it's, it's, well, just I mean, bizarre. in fairness, that guy had some nice things to say. Yeah. You know, it, none of it was but, but original. Why do, they, but... why do these people have to, why do they feel any connection to Jesus Christ? I mean, they're, I, because they want to be accepted in a slightly more mainstream way. Uh, That's why. 
They yeah. want they they want to be able to go home to their parents and be like, "Don't worry, I still love Jesus. I, I like Jesus. I just don't believe that He's my Savior. Right? My because my I Savior responsibility for myself. Right? My Savior is me and the spirit world that talks to me. I've said on that stump. Yeah. I'm I, I'm fine. It, I'm totally fine. Yeah. The stump. The oh. stump. Anyway, well. That's uh yeah, that's that's yeah. some fun crazy woo woo stuff. We'll be talking about a little bit more uh spirituality mm. and woo woo stuff coming up on coming the up half. in a little bit. Yeah. But in the meantime, if you'd like to follow us on Facebook or Twitter, you can do that at TGI Atheist. Yeah, yeah, and uh you and can And like us. Like us on Facebook. Yeah. Us. For the for the he- for the love of God. Yeah. Like it's- us on Facebook. <laughs> you won't it I mean, it seems really unlikely. Only one of our friends that's ever liked us on Facebook had their father get horribly, horribly upset with them. <laughs> what? Are you serious? Uh-huh. Who? Ryan? Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, which he found quite funny, actually. Right. right. Anyway, but but like us on Facebook. It's like great. us. And, uh, and you can also uh, email us if you don't want to be quite so public about your... Mm-hmm. your absolute adoration of mm. our show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or if you have any questions or comments you can email us at podcast at thank god i'm atheist.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-TGIA that's 424-666-8442 that's true all right well we're gonna listen to a bit of audio here what's it from dan yeah is well this is a, a cnn story i mm. think about a, a pastor who has um, an idea about what, how things, how a certain thing ought to work in yeah. this country? Okay, let's let's see what it is. Okay, a Kansas pastor who used a Sunday sermon to call on the government to kill all gay people says he is just preaching scripture and has nothing to be ashamed of. Pastor Curtis Knapp of New Hope Baptist Church in Seneca, Kansas, says his phone has not stopped ringing since his sermon went viral. Listen to part of what he preached followed by his explanation. It shall be put to death. That's what happened in Israel. That's why homosexuality wouldn't have grown in Israel. It tends to limit conversions. It tends to limit people coming out of the closet. Oh, so you're saying that we should go out and start killing them. No, I'm saying the government should. They won't, but they should. We punish pedophilia. We punish um, incest. We punish polygamy and various things. It's only homosexuality that is lifted out as an exemption in Leviticus 20.13. If there is a man who lies with a male as those who lie with a woman, both of them have committed an detestable act, they shall surely be put to death. I don't think homosexuals have anything to worry about. I don't think the government's going to do that. They don't have anything to worry about from me. I don't be- believe I should lay a finger against them. And, and my, my hope is for their salvation, not for their death. Oh. Well, isn't that nice? Yeah. He's not going to do anything about it. No, and he hopes for your salvation. He won't he won't he won't lay a finger on you, Frank. Well, don't you worry. Oh, that's <laughs> He will just vote He's for the nice. people who will. Yeah. That's you know, unless the government tasked me with killing homosexuals. <laughs> right. Unless I mean, I I clearly want the homosexuals to be killed as it says in the good book. I also like the idea that, you know, he's like, well, the government punishes pedophilia, it punishes plur- uh, polygamy. 
Well, the Bible says polygamy is fine. Mm-hmm. So why are you so happy about that? Yeah. There's yeah. plenty of talk about polygamy in the Bible. Yeah. Bible loves it. Loves it. God loved it. Until Adored recently. It. Yeah. You know. Exactly. In the grand scheme of things, very recently. Yeah, you guys made that up. Yeah. He likes it. Yep. Let the Mormons do it again. They, oh, I would love it if the Mormons did. They never will. No, 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 no. They can't go back. Even if the United States made it. I see, I want I want it to be legal in the oh, United I States. I desperately want it to Just be legal. Because it puts them in such a bind. Yes. Because they, 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 I mean, their whole thing was, well, we don't do it because, I mean, initially, we don't do it because it's not legal. Right. That was sort of the, the claim, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh so, I mean, if it God. was legal again, I guarantee you there would be a bunch of people who started doing it and oh, a yeah. bunch of other people who were like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. This well, is awful. This would is- the church continue to excommunicate them? And I've always wondered, since they do practice, since they do believe in sort of eternal polygamy right after death polygamy yeah and they still basically practice it in the temple as long as not all the participants are living only two of the participants are living um you know, we've talked about that before on the yeah, podcast. yeah hopefully you guys understand what i'm talking about um you know like uh why not <laughs> why not you know like I, if, 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 if it's legal why the hell not frankly it should be legal not not just not just because we would get a kick out of seeing the twists and turns that would happen in the church, but because if if you know if consenting adults decide to make a contract with each other, yeah, who the fuck does it? Is anybody else to say anything who about cares? it? Yeah, go go ahead. But next thing you know, people will be marrying dogs, <laughs> and yeah, and you know, fire engines and having sex with turtles and you know it's mass yeah. it's it's it would just be a global epidemic of 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 sexual deviance oh yeah speaking God. by the way speaking of global epidemic of sexual deviance it's going to be fun talking about burning man later on oh <laughs> yeah just wanted to get whoa get salacious a, for a second a there teaser yeah see what i did there dan, dan you're a tease <laughs> i am a tease well, we do have some emails before we uh, before yeah, we get on to that. Yeah, what have you got? Um, well, I first of all, I just want to shout out. We got a nice email from uh, from uh, a guy named David Down Under, yeah, in, in Australia. We've we've got a few Aussie listeners. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm uh, I'm quite pleased with that, mm-hmm. and a couple of of uh, Kiwis as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, hey, here's a shout out to all of you uh, Aussies and New Zealanders. Yeah, we love uh, you guys. Yeah. So thanks, David, for the for the kind words. Yeah. Um, we we had our friend uh, Matt, who is also a Facebook friend of ours. Yeah. Um, well, he likes us. Right. Yeah. On Facebook. Well, I consider. By the way, I all of you who have liked us on Facebook, I consider you our friends. <laughs> I feel friendly toward you. <laughs> anyway, Matt uh, emailed us, and uh, did what, what? Do you want to talk about what what he said? Um, yeah, I was queued up for something else, oh, okay. but let me, no, I can, I can pull that up. Where is it? I got, I got it here. Uh, he said, oh, there it is. um, Musings. yeah, it was actually, it's actually a really cool thing that he said. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about how, um, he, our podcast, he credits us mm-hmm. with, uh, with him changing, first of all, with him changing his, uh, Facebook religious beliefs from negative to mm-hmm. atheist yeah it's awesome he basically came out yeah fully 
Right. He owns the atheism now. And I think that that is actually great. And, uh, and we're, we're proud of you, son. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. And he, and he said it felt good. Mm-hmm. And then, and then what's the other thing he said? Well, he said, uh, well, he tells the story of helping somebody out, an older woman, uh-huh. an older lady, uh, struggling to get her things out of her cart into her trunk at, at the grocery at the store. grocery store. Yeah, and uh, so he offers to help, and she was delighted. Um, and then he uh, he takes the cart away and says, "Oh, you know, I'm going to need one anyways." And and uh, and she says, "You're such a nice Christian boy." And he smiled and replied and says, "Actually, I'm an atheist." Great. That's awesome. That is because that's like perfect. that's exactly what you want. You want to be caught doing a good deed, right? While being an atheist. Right. You don't want to be caught putting up a bad billboard right. while being an atheist. Right. Yeah. Too many. We, we have we have plenty of instances of atheists being caught being dicks. <laughs> yeah. that's, there's enough of that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we, we, I nothing, will change, of, nothing will change well, hearts and minds yeah. more than just an, a little encounter with mm-hmm. someone who's willing to say, no, no, I'm actually atheist, mm-hmm. but you're welcome. Yeah. 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 I think it's wonderful because I, I, it'd be so easy to just like, there's that nice little old lady and, uh, and, and just to be like, Oh, I don't need to ruin her day. Right. 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 But so, I mean, I want to know what she was saying later. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because you know, she got back to wherever she lives and, uh, and started telling, you know, like her, her, her kids or her neighbors or, or yeah, her, her hairdresser. Yeah. And, and, and was well, like, I just don't know what to make of this. Yeah. I don't know why he would say that to me. <laughs> he was so nice, but I just, I don't know what to do with that. Uh, yeah. 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 Literally that's, I mean, the thing, it's funny cause, uh, you know, on, on, on my road trip this week, I was listening to a, this American life podcast mm. and, uh, one of the, one of the stories had a lady talking about her, her neighborhood in Chicago Mm-hmm. And how uh, a gay couple moved in, and she's an older lady. She was in her late seventies, I think. Mm-hmm. And she said a gay couple moved in, and she and her, her husband was none too pleased about it. And oh, blah yeah. blah blah. But they just kept doing nice things for them. Oh yeah, mow their lawn. You know, on their seventy, on their something anniversary. It was like it was like their fiftieth wedding anniversary or something like uh-huh. that. The these these two gay guys like went down to the little hall and decorated it up. Wouldn't take a penny. Oh, they were just really nice guys. Yeah, and she was like, <laughs> it was really funny. As she was like, and you know what? There's they we've they've just changed our mind, and we just we just now the gays are welcome to move in. Now, if a black couple moved in, that might still be a problem, but the gays are still are welcome in our in our neighborhood. Ooh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. She was no. she literally said that. <laughs> well, they need to get a black person in that neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Right? The nicest black person in the world needs to move into that. <sighs> isn't that isn't that the shit? Like the <laughs> onus is on all charm the hell out of The them. onus is on we the uh the the, the discriminated uh, against to be nice. God. Even if you're a grumpy asshole, like you're not gonna, the only thing that's going to change hearts and minds is if you start doing nice things for people. Yeah, no, it's absolutely true, and so, um, so thank you, Matt, for yeah for, for sharing that. For sharing that. that was really sweet. I like that uh, story quite a lot. Yeah, and then uh, and then we got another email. Well, who was that from? 
Uh, well, our other email is from, oh, um, Anitra. Yeah. Um, who shares a wonderful story, but because a, a, a couple episodes ago, I think she, did she say which episode? I don't remember if she said what episode. it was. It was just a few was, weeks a ago. Few, few weeks ago. We were talking about how in Mormon church services, they do this silly little thing where it's kind of, kind of like a democratic action where they, they call like a new somebody to, to, to a calling right in, in church uh, to, to a job at church. Um, so, so and, like uh, a, a Sunday school, a teacher. Sunday school teacher. Right. And everybody, and they say all those in favor, all those, any, everyone who can, like in, who can main, sustain this person right. in this calling. And this is at the main Sunday meeting, right? right? It's, it's everybody, the whole congregation. whole congregation is there and they, they do the sustain and then they do any opposed and typically nobody ever raises their hand. Well, anyways, so she recounts the story about, um, this, uh, how they, her father and an older sister and several other people um, in, in the ward um, had sort of decided in advance not to sustain their current bishop. Um, right. Because during, they, they basically bishops come up for review. Of sorts. Yeah. Of sorts. We, we, I don't want to get into the whole mechanics of it because it would be a whole other explanation right. about like, what, what was going on in their ward at that moment. But they asked the ward but to, they asked the, to re-sustain the re-sustain bishop. The bishop. And, uh, and they chose that this group of people, um, raised their hands to oppose and I guess all hell broke loose, um, you know, in the Mormon sense of the phrase, all hell breaking loose, right. which means that everybody shifted very uncomfortably in their pew, <laughs> like incredibly uncomfortable shifting right. occurred. All the teenage boys with their heads in their hands, uh, <laughs> leaning forward and trying to ignore and not. And just try to get through the meeting. Right. They might have looked up. They, they suddenly paid a little bit of attention. <laughs> yeah. All hell broke loose. Uh, and so anyways, um, so they, they were privy to some information about the bishop um, embezzling. Yeah. Essentially, that's essentially basically what that was. I mean, he has control over the finances of the parish, of the ward. Right. And so he was, he was funneling money to his own endeavors and, and creditors of him. Yes. So, um, and in, under the the whole guise of the the church welfare system, right? So checks that normally are written for the needy, right? In the for, ward. for someone in the ward who can't make their rent payment or who can't exactly. afford exactly. some groceries or something. Uh, and so, anyways, they did not feel that that was right, which of course it wasn't right. No. Um, and uh, and so, anyways, so they were escorted. Off all the people, away. All, all the people who raised their hand to oppose were escorted were away, shuffled away, and uh, they were promptly ushered to the bishop's office to get a chance to get right with the system. Uh -huh. is what she says, uh, "The guy doing the sustainings looked like a deer in headlights, uh, and kind of mumbled and shuffled his paper nervously at the pulpit." Uh, while uh, the apostates were escorted out and ripples of whispers and gasps <laughs> rolled through the congregation. Oh, that had to be absolutely amazing. Anyways, God, I wish I could have been there. She says her dad, you know, weathered the storm that it, that it raised um, yeah. just fine. But um, really, really fascinating. But let me tell you something. Because I've never seen that. And no. I've always wondered what, I mean, that's what I figured would happen. Yeah. Is that the person would be whisked away. Right. Talked to. And told they're the one that has the problem. Right, right, yeah. 
even though she says that later on the the ward was audited by Salt Lake and the bishop was released. Well, and I think she said she said that her father had tried to raise uh, alarms within right. with, through this, channels. This was before this happened. Right. He tried to work through the system. The system wouldn't work, and so and they so did a and so protest. When, well, it, I mean, they asked. They asked. Do you, yeah, absolutely. Do you sustain this person? And he said, No, I yeah. don't. Oh, the, her dad uh, defended himself and said that if if they didn't want people to oppose, they shouldn't ask. Right. Right. <laughs> because aren't we supposed to be honest in our dealings? Yeah. Which is phrase, a phrase from the um, Temple Recommend right. interview. Yeah, yeah. So, very clever. Very smart. Ah. Oh. Awesome. I would have loved to have been there. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, that oh, is just oh, oh. squirmy, awful, oh, awkward. God, I would love that. <laughs> love that. It would be, it, it's almost worth joining a ward just so that someday I can raise my hand and object <laughs> yeah, to see right. how everybody responds. Because <laughs> they don't know how to respond. Like the guy at the pulpit, I feel bad for him because there's no precedent. Yeah. I'm sure he had never heard of that happening. Right. And then suddenly he's just like, I wonder if it's in like the bishop's handbook is that if there's like, uh, you know, information on how to handle that. Or I'm something. sure they there is scenarios. Covered I'm sure there thing. is, but it's just like, so like far afield of what normally happens that I doubt they even think about it. Yeah. They just like read it the first day and then they're like, okay, well, there's that. Right. Okay. Well, anyway. let's get, let's get to our voicemail. Oh, yeah, we got a voicemail. Um, and we're very happy. We're always happy when we get voicemail. So I'm going to play the voicemail real quick. Hey, Frank and Dan. This is Jason in Panama. I finally got around to listening to episode 38. I listen to them late because I don't have electricity where I live. Um, I wanted to let you guys know that I'm an Eagle Scout, too. And I wanted to let you guys know about a rainbow knot. You guys probably know about those little knots you put over your pockets for different awards. Well, an independent group has a rainbow knot, which is in favor of gays getting into the Boy Scouts. And it's not made by the BSA, but you can buy it and put it on your uniform. I thought you guys would find that funny. I hope you're having a nice day. Bye. That's awesome. That is I, I hadn't heard about that. This is a, this is a, what he's referring to. First of mm-hmm. all, we should say, oh, and by the way, hi, Jason. Hi. Thanks for calling again. Yeah. We, we haven't heard from him for a while. Not for a while. Uh, but but have, Jason has done his part. Yeah, that's in, true. Uh, in in in, uh, in in conversing in, with us, yeah, so, letting us hear his yeah. his lovely voice. And, yeah. we, and, love, we love to hear from you, Jason. And I love the fact that like he doesn't even have electricity where he is. Yeah. He's in a different country. He doesn't have electricity, but he still manages to get a call in every uh, now and then. That's uh, yeah, awesome. That's amazing. But what he's referring to what he's referring to is when we were talking uh, a few weeks back, uh, but maybe a month ago or something mm-hmm. about. Um, about the about the Boy Scouts of America and how they hate the gays and they also hate the atheists. And, right. They reaffirm their position. Right. On on the issue. They double down on <sighs> not being okay with the queers. Whatever. So uh, so yeah, you know I think I think that that's funny. Although what you know I, your if your protest is I'm staying in the organization but I'm wearing a knot. What yeah, is that? I mean that that is a little. That's a little weird. Um, hopefully, I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe it's for people who just support the issue. Sure, who support not necessarily for gays to be in the BSA, but right. for people who want to see change on the issue in right. the BSA. And I think that that's 
that's a, a, a thing, I, mean, I guess. I don't because, know. Because, I, I mean, th- th- there there is something to be said about st- about people who don't necessarily fully agree with an organization that they enjoy for so many reasons, staying inside that organization in order to be counted right. as, 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 um, as someone, as somebody who wants to see change. Right. And there's, so some, they there's definitely get away from it. I mean, I, I think I love that everybody is sending back their, 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 um, Eagle yeah. Scouts sure. as protest. Right. I think that's a wonderful gesture. Um, you know, I mean, I have wonderful memories right. in, in growing up in Boy Scouts. Frankly, it just seems like so, it seems so silly to me, especially because, I mean, I'm sorry, for an organization to exclude gays that's that obsessed with accessorizing <laughs> seems impossible. Well, they don't do a good job of it. <laughs> no, um, but I mean, on a, and frankly, if they really embrace the gays, think of how great their their uniforms could look. Oh, Yeah. They, yeah, it oh. would be like that Shelley Long movie from the eighties. <laughs> what was it? Troop Beverly Hills, right? Where she redesigns the Girl Scouts uniform. The uniforms, absolutely. <laughs> if they had the gay, I mean, um, um, I honestly imagine Mondo from from Project Runway. Oh yeah, throw, oh, throwing down a uniform. It'd be oh, awesome. It would be um, astounding. Yeah. It would be great. Get get with it, Boy Scouts of America. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, oh, thanks, goodness. Jason, and yeah, thanks, thanks to you. all of you who who communicate with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll tell you how to do it again at the end of the podcast. So, uh, so yeah, get yeah. your pencils ready. Yeah, but you have a couple minutes for that. Yeah. So, um, uh, with, so Dan is Burning Man, year two. This is my second. Goodness gracious! I know. Now I'm wow. a, now I'm an old school burner. I'm an OG. Wow, yeah. an OB. Yeah. Well, when when they said welcome home when you <laughs> entered, you, yeah, yeah, they do say that. There's a lot of cheese ball stuff out, <laughs> out there. Everybody says, "Oh, welcome home." Oh God, it made my skin crawl. And then, they, like, and, then and what's funny I is that like, shit like that. when you talk about like you know somebody's life outside of Burning Man, mm. that's referred to as the default world. So what do you do in the default world? Oh, I don't want to talk about the default world. Don't yeah. ask me about the default world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's, but, the, but it's but, fun. But this and place, it's amazing. I got to tell it's, you, you can't describe it really. No, you no. There's just no. There's no way I can make it clear to people who ha- who don't know who haven't been there mm-hmm. what it is. Fox News uh, people seem perfectly willing. To describe it and 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 know exactly what it is, having never been there, right? Which right. is, which is sort of its reputation, which yeah, is it's... that it's a bunch of hippies running around naked, doing acid and beating drums. And there is that. Oh, they're there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, 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 that totally that, is that there. Element certainly exists. But you're describing only a fraction of what what the event right, is. Right. Right. And frankly, that's all kind of boring. Like yeah. like after the third naked person walks by, nudity doesn't isn't a thing anymore. Right. In part because it's it, it's mm, mm, the largest percentage of the naked people are not the most attractive humans. No. At the at the event. Take the shirt cockers. <laughs> <laughs> Which I used to call Donald Ducking. Right. But they had a different term for it. Yeah, these are these are guys who uh wear shirts and not anything and not else. Yeah. Or undies. Which it makes sense to me. You know, frankly, you want to keep your shoulders from getting sunburned. You're out in the middle of the desert. It's dangerous. Yeah, but there's another part of your anatomy that 
you would also want to keep the, from getting sunburned. The, yeah, they may never have even seen the sun before. Mm, I would say not with, with these, these guys. guys. Not yeah. with these guys. These guys are. These, They've been naked outside before. Yeah, I mean, this, I, this isn't their first. Frankly, time. I don't care. I, you know, I, I kind of. It, it's not me. I'm not a, a person who feels the compulsion to be nude. Right. But there are a lot of people who want, who like being naked, and it's like they don't even get the chance to. Yeah. And nudity is not a bad thing. No, there's nothing wrong with no. nudity. Not, not, not. So not per se. So there you go. I mean, there's <laughs> wrong, there's something wrong with some people being nude. I think there's yeah. some, there's some, Oh, like, which most of the shirt cockers you're like, dude, just put some pants on. Well, no, I mean, at least the shirt cockers are covering up that nasty. Oh, that's up true. top. There, there were some people, Oh, I saw one guy, he had a skin condition and it was just like, like, and, and then he had written across his chest, hug me. Oh, it was just like, no, <laughs> nope. Sorry. <laughs> you wave. 350 pounds and you you've got something going on with your skin and you're you're clearly like i have nothing against big people yeah. and i'm sorry and i feel for people who have a skin condition but i'm really not going to press myself up against that a stranger like when i don't know what's going on sure i'm just not going to do that okay but i yeah. think that's fair <laughs> with or without skin condition right. yes indeed and Either large or not large. Yeah. You do not have to hug a naked person. No. It is not required. No, 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 no. Although hugging is a, is a very big deal at Burning Man. Yeah. It is, it is the expected greeting, no. No, matter, no matter if they're strangers or not. Yeah. But it doesn't always happen. And, it, you know, you participate on the level that you participate. That's true. But yeah. none of this is the reason why I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. Mm. The reason I wanted to talk about Burning Man for the podcast is because... Of all the the spirituality, oh my god! Of Bur- oh. no, no, we should say that you've been to Burning Man. I have been. To it's Burning been Man. a couple of years. It's been a couple of years. But you you were there three years ago. Uh, three Burning Mans ago. Three yeah. burns ago. Three burns ago. Yes, you burned. I burned three three. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah, I went and I had a good time. Yeah. And I basically um, we should say I should say that what it is for me. Okay. Just so that people have context. So, okay. You drive out into... You find the word nowhere on a map of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And you go directly to the middle of it. Mm-hmm. In Black Rock Desert, Nevada. Yes. It is very far from anything that it could be considered civilization. You know, it's <clears throat> 45 minutes with like no traffic from the freeway, right? Oh, it's much longer. It's than longer that. than that. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, you go on a highway off of off of the interstate. You're going a solid several hours, a couple hours, several hours, a couple I hours. I remember it being that long. It's a long way. I remember there being traffic, and that maybe that's why I figured that that, you, that it, it wasn't be, that long. Yeah, that it wasn't really that. long. No, it's a ways. It's actually, it's a good okay. ways off of the freeway, and you you know you pass a couple of very small towns and a and mm-hmm. an Indian reservation. And then you go to this desert place where there is um, small mountains on either side mm-hmm. and then nothing in the middle. Nothing. Dust. Yeah. There is nothing in the middle. There are not animals. There mm-hmm. are not insects. Yeah. There are. There is nothing. No plants. No plants. Yeah. None. Nothing. Gro- it's very <laughs> alkaline. Yes. Yeah. It, which causes a lot of people who want, who insist on being barefoot out there endless trouble yeah just dries them out you got to bring some vinegar and pour it on your feet it counteracts it oh 
wow. Interesting. Playa foot is what they call it. Yeah. Anyway, Gross. so you're in the middle of nowhere, and this organization full of hippies, full of people that you would not presume to be overly organized, <laughs> puts right. together the most professionally yeah. done thing. Party for 50,000 people. Yeah. They put together yeah. a city. Yeah. Out of, from nothing, yeah. they build a city and it's completely drawn out. It's got streets oh, yeah. through it. They survey the whole thing it's, out. It's surveyed. It's, it's, it's in a circle and, mm-hmm. and it's basically, it's a clock. And so mm-hmm. you, you know, you, it goes from two o'clock all the way over to 10 o'clock and mm-hmm. it's huge because right. it, like, like you said, it has, you know, 50 to 60,000 people. Exactly. I think this year, I don't know. Last year it was 55. Right. And and it sold out. This year it also sold out, and uh, it was I think it was a little upwards of that. But they're they're really capping it at, at the fifty five range. Oh, okay. But yeah, we're talking about for one week, the fifth largest city in Nevada. Right. And it is, uh, and and so you drive in there, and it's it really, I mean, at its root, it's an art festival mm-hmm. because there's a ton of art, and this yeah. year was a bumper crop of really cool art. Oh, cool. And uh, and big structures, huge structures being built in the middle of the desert, mm-hmm. and uh, and then it's a social experiment. Yeah, and uh, and the social experiment revolves around there's no economy allowed. Right. You you you're not nobody buys or sells anything except one except two things. You can buy coffee and tea at Center Camp, mm-hmm. and you can buy ice. For right. your coolers. And those are things that you're actually buying from Burning Man. Right. From the, the organization. There's, the, these are not things that are traded. Correct. Nobody else is allowed to, to sell those. Right. And, yeah. you, and you can't buy or sell anything. You can't even – you can't market anything. There are no brands. There's no bartering. There, and it's not a barter. That's yeah. that's the other that's, thing. A lot of people – usually where people's minds go first. Right. Is that it's a barter system. Right. No. It's a gifting system. Right. So people go out there and it's just what you have to give. Mm-hmm. And what some people have to give is a little necklace or mm-hmm. a little piece of wood with a brand on it. Mm-hmm. But what some people have to give is fine wine in mm-hmm. plentiful amounts yeah. or an, a full, bo- a fully stocked bar mm-hmm. that they're just going to give you drinks from and you don't, you don't pay them. You mm-hmm. don't give them anything. If you want to gift something back mm-hmm. to them, you certainly can. But mm-hmm. then there's nothing expected ever. No. Ice cream, which is a yeah. rare treat. Yeah. When you're in the middle of the desert, probably with no electricity. Yeah. Somebody will yeah. be just tooling around on a, on a bicycle offering you something. Yeah. If, yeah. A popsicle. Right. It's just, it's a place where you, you get creative about how cool you can be to other people. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And it's all about creativity and people dress up in crazy things. And, and, and frankly, if you don't dress up, you feel. A, a little out of place i feel like <laughs> yeah. like i don't i don't like dressing up necessarily i mm-hmm. you know as an actor i dress up for a living kind of sure but uh but you know you you just want to you want to explore your own creativity everybody's exploring their creativity so you want to do it mm-hmm. anyway so there but there are other elements and there are those who go there for this spiritual connection uh, right and yes so yeah, you've got so you've got people who are you've got CEOs of companies out there. You know, you've got wealthy people out there mm-hmm. and you and then you've got like raver kids who are going out there because there's a lot of like electronic music and you can dance all night and mm-hmm. you know whatever. And then there are the spiritual people, the mm-hmm. hippies, the 
the dreadlockers, mm-hmm. the people who are who cry at the temple. Yeah. Because every year they build a temple structure. They build a giant man mm-hmm. that they burn at the end of the thing. And by giant, I mean, you know, nine or ten stories high. Yeah, yeah. It's a and, big thing. And then they build a, a, a temple structure. Mm-hmm. The man's at the middle of the clock. The temple structure's at noon, mm-hmm. high noon. And uh, the temple's different every year, but it is a grand structure. Mm-hmm. And it's meant to be a place of sort of... Uh, reflection and and whatever mm-hmm. but it also draws in people who have any number of wonderful spiritual beliefs <laughs> shamans <clears throat> and, you know people who will read your aura for you yeah. people who will tell you you know are happy to tell you all about their past lives <laughs> and people who will, you know teach you how to astral project if you want to right Oh my god, it's such a pain in the ass. Well, did I um did I ever tell you about how I was sitting at center camp and I I, I had my coffee and I think I had a book or something. Uh-huh. And I was I just decided because that that I just needed to go sit somewhere during the day that had some shade and where there were people, I could do some good people watching. Yeah, it gets blah, hot blah, out blah. there. I kind of wanted to see what center camp was all about. Sure. So anyway, so I go get coffee and I'm like just hanging out and I'm sitting there and I'm watching this line of people who, who've sort of, they, they, they've lined up and, uh, one by one, they're going over to this sort of shaman looking gentleman. Okay. And he's standing there and he's holding a sign that how, says, how does one look shaman He has like a long robe, okay. right? Kind of weird hippy dippy hair, uh-huh. right? A little scarf and little beaded necklaces, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Could right? pass for a, an, an old Testament prophet wearing sandals. Yes, right. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so he, um, he, uh, <laughs> he's holding a sign that says, I know something about you. <laughs> so people are lined up and they're going up and he like, he like, takes your hands and he was looking into these into these people's eyes and one by one i'm sort of behind i'm sitting kind of behind him right right? so i'm watching the people's faces and one by one their eyes would get really big Uh and and they would they they would sit there and they'd be like and they would hug him and some people like I think a woman started crying uh-huh. and like, it was like this really intense thing. And I was like, I was like, ah, I'm not here just having an experience. Sure. Why not go have a shaman? Tell me the thing that he thinks he knows about me. Right. Right. And so I go over and, uh, I wait in line and then I get up there and he holds my hands and, you know, looks deeply into my eyes. And mm. he tells me this whole thing about, um, how I needed to open up to the experience and that I needed to go on a quest <laughs> to the temple. Oh, and I, and I was like, you know what? I'm just killing this day. Sure. Why not? Why not go to the temple? I'd, and, and this was a day when I had chosen specifically not to have my bike. Mm. And so I was on foot and I yeah. was like, you know what? I haven't had a chance to just like walk, really just walk across the playa. And so I was like, oh, okay. And so I start out and I start walking. And I actually had a lovely day. Yeah. But dude didn't know jack 
shit about me. Well, I'll bet he saw skepticism on your face. He did see skepticism. Yeah. And, went, and said, you need to open yourself more because yeah. that's the easy call to oh, make. Yeah. Yeah. If you see a skeptic who's like not going to buy into your bullshit, <laughs> you say, you need to buy into bullshit more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I went out to the temple and I was like, meh. All right. <laughs> and I went back and got my time. <laughs> you should have found the guy and been like, yeah, there's nothing there. What the fuck was that? You told me just to go a to bunch the... of hippies. I went, I went, I went out to the temple and it was just like, what? What do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah. People go there. The temple. I'll tell you what. I Okay. I own a didgeridoo. Oh, sure. Yeah. I think they're kind of fun. They mm-hmm. make a weird sound. Yeah. Yeah. Did you take it? No. I wish they'd never been invented. Oh. And the reason is because. Every person who isn't in Australia and isn't me, every person in the United States who owns a didgeridoo thinks that they're doing someone a spiritual favor by playing it directly at your face. <laughs> what? These guys, they go, they walk around and they like, I don't, like, rem- I don't remember this. Oh no. It happened multiple times. Like uh-huh. there are guys who are like total hippie doopy guys and they'll, you, you'll be standing in the temple and this temple was something to marvel at this year. Oh my gosh, they outdid themselves. Mm-hmm. It was ornate wooden structure. Mm-hmm. Like clearly had to be like designed on a massive scale on computer. Mm. And then it was computer cut out because it, the the wood was cut out in like like paper doll. It was like just tiny tiny carving. Oh, wow. It was so delicate and hmm. beautiful but a huge structure. Hmm. And every inch of it was this really ornate thing? I'll try and post a picture of it on the on the Facebook. I okay. didn't. I didn't actually take any pictures. Our camera didn't work, oh. but but somebody took a picture of this thing. Sure. So we'll try and get a picture of it. It's gorgeous, and it was ornate. And and inside there were structures that were gorgeous. Like mm-hmm. just, it was just stunning. I loved being there, and I loved, and and I don't mind a place that's sort of set aside, reserved for quiet meditation. Exactly. I think that's yeah. great. Right. I, I think, you know, I don't like going... And people, like, people remember someone that they've lost through the year mm. there. People will go and, yeah, you know, they'll, really... they'll make a poster of their of their father mm-hmm. or of their best friend that, that died that year. Right. Who loved Burning Man or whatever. Right. And they'll they'll tack it to the, to the temple because at the end of the week, the temple gets burned. Right. So, uh, which happened yesterday. Right. So, uh, so... Um, you know, it's a place where people can meditate, where people can have a healing experience, you know, can, can, can think on their own experience and maybe find some healing. That's fine. All of that's great. And then some dude walks in and suddenly you hear, (laughs) and it's like, it's a lull. It's like a dull sort of hum. And, and, and then it goes around and like. Blesses people with his didgeridooing. <laughs> now he totally like going around, and there are people like you know putting their hands in the prayer position, position and bowing to him. Mm, didgeridoo my head. Didgeridoo my chest. But uh, these people are like I look at people like like in in that sort of scenario. Yeah, who attribute so much to so little, yeah. and. <laughs> <laughs> that's so right yeah, and 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 i'm just like how lost is their existence yeah like how just wandering and 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 in constant need of of some sort of 
spiritual or we should say outside affirmation. Right. Yeah. I, it, it just it, it, it blows my mind. And actually, my whole experience, like I, I loved Burning Man, but that was one of my, my biggest takeaways, I think, from from the whole experience was was just watching these people who seemed lost to yeah. me. Yeah. I think, well, I think and yet they would say that they have so much direction right. and connection in their lives. And it's like, and, the, and, the, no, and they'll tell us all day long how closed minded we are. Sure. All day long, how closed we are. Uh-huh. But then if you ask them to challenge any of their beliefs, of course, they're completely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but no, I mean, that no, no. Didger- I felt the energy from that didgeridoo. Right. Yeah. I felt it. Yeah. Because it's a vibration that's buzzing your chest cavity. Yeah. Right. Of course you felt something. Yeah. But, but I mean, like the, it's not just, uh, well, and not only that, not only are you, is, is there a guy <laughs> around the whole thing, but then Andrea says, my wife started to get really grossed out by the smell of sage burning. Oh, all these people are like, and they think they're doing everybody a fucking favor. (laughs) They're like, I'm blessing it with this, you know, this big clump of sage that's on fire and the smoke is healing. And fuck you. It smells awful. (laughs) Some people love it. That's great. But don't assault the whole, the whole group. Yeah. You're not Uh, cleansing me by throwing smoke at me. Everyone's a shaman. Everybody's a shaman. People, one of the guys in our group, and I like the guy and I respect the guy, but he is so into acid (laughs) as like healing, like, does he, does he, does he like bless it? No, 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 no. He's not that woo woo. He's not (laughs) that woo woo. We know someone who does that. Oh yes, we do. Yeah. (laughs) And he was out there too. I know. I heard. But, but yeah, we know a guy who considered himself an, an ecstasy shaman. <laughs> an ecstasy he, shaman. He, he would say a little prayer over his little pile of pills before he <laughs> like, did the amount to yeah. his friends. Yeah. And uh, as a matter of fact, he was with me the first time, and I'm about to admit to something that I shouldn't admit to. I, should I not admit to it? Oh, fuck it. I'm going to admit to it. The first time I ever did mushrooms... <laughs> I, I did do mushrooms. The first time I ever did mushrooms, he was there, and like, you know, I'm I'm there. I'm exp- we were in southern Utah, and it was gorgeous around us, and everything yeah. was beautiful, and it was really actually a kind of a cool experience, and I was having a great time. And then I'm like, oh, dude, look at the moon, and our friend goes, ask it some questions. <laughs> And we just kept looking at him like, fuck you. Stop trying to guide my trip. I don't want a guide. I just want to experience it. <laughs> look, look at the plants. Ask them questions. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> no, I mean, and there's the, so much shit like that out of to, Burning Man. And to and say just, that, like, uh... the, and the thing is, the thing is. These things, the problem is that when we confuse these issues so much, Mm -hmm. so like, for instance, when you actually study psychedelic mushrooms, Mm -hmm. you find that they are the least harmful of all of the illegal drugs, of the array of illegal drugs. They do almost no harm. Okay. Every now and then harm comes, but it's so rare. And like alcohol is like tops the list. Sure. Yeah. Okay. These things are nothing. But... They're illegal, so, like, it's polarized, so nobody actually does much studying of them and stuff. Mm. 
the truth of the matter, it, I mean, as it turns out, it might actually be a, a good cure for cluster headaches oh, wow. and stuff. Like, there are things that there are benefits that may come from these things. Acid may do something great for, for certain people. Okay. And I'm totally open to that being a possibility. But when you start to say that what it's doing for you is connecting you to another realm, to another universe, right. to, 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 you know, connecting you to the spirit of the whole, you know, the collective consciousness of humanity <laughs> and stuff. When you start using woo-woo language that means nothing, uh -huh. literally means nothing, yeah. is not based on anything except, like, the experience that you had, and it's the only way you have of talking about it mm -hmm. that makes sense to your brain. Right. You are distancing people from it. You are yeah. not bringing anyone into it. Right. Or you're bringing them into it and they're not going to understand what's happening. Right. Yeah. They're going to have that they're going to have that as the context for the, I just these these quote unquote you know it's like something may good may be actually occurring here and you're actually not we're not figuring out what that thing is because everybody's telling their own story mm. as though it's the facts. Mm -hmm. You know, mm. if you do ayahuasca you know, in the ayahuasca ceremony, everyone tends to throw up at some point and they're purging. <laughs> what? They, they're what, what's happening. I've, I've, I've never even heard of ayahuasca. Oh, so really? No oh, clue. this is a South American thing. It's actually, uh, you know, it's, it's a very potent psychotropic uh -huh. drug, psychoactive okay. drug. And, and, you know, the purest form of it is, is called dimethyltryptyline DMT. And, uh, and you know, that's actually smoked but ayahuasca is it's it, you, you drink it <laughs> okay i haven't done it i haven't done ayahuasca but i've i've heard way too much about it okay because because of people out of because there are people who are who are so religious about it but yes apparently you drink it and like everybody like most people who do it end up puking <laughs> that sounds miserable um, what like, they, but but the thing is that like they can't just say yeah, you're putting a toxin in your body. You're putting something your that body you, will then you're putting a, a poison in your body, yeah. and you're going to throw up a bit. Yeah. But you still might have a cool trip. No, it's your body is finally purging emotions that you that oh, you had, Jesus. and you're finally yeah. you're finally purging all of this negativity and all these bad things that are inside that you've been holding on to, and that's just the outward expression of it. And blah blah blah. No. You're poisoned. You're throwing up. It's the same thing that happens when you drink too much alcohol. Right. Nobody claims that like puking after too much after a night of drinking is like spiritual purging. Oh, uh, I I've been there. <laughs> Maybe you have a come to Jesus moment when it happens. <laughs> I will never drink again. Oh my god, please don't ever let this happen again. <laughs> but oh my, it's so annoying. The I mean, the thing is just why can't it be what it is? Right. Why do we have to attach story to it? Because that's it's that's a, what people do. It is what people do, and it annoys the shit out of me. Yeah. And every time I think you know, if you're not if if you're not grounded in um reality reality i was going to say in a really good philosophical approach to life sure um then uh then you you're you're subject to those your interpretations e of to, to wild and crazy right. interpretations and and to, you're easily honest, deceived you're easily deceived easily deceived yeah. and it and and when you're not taught what 
constitutes evidence for something mm-hmm. and what doesn't constitute – I mean the fact of a possibility of an explanation mm-hmm. does not make that – does not mean you have any evidence for that possibility. Right. Yeah. And it, these people just – that's – so so like I loved my experience of Burning Man. Right. But anyone that said – and I it, this is just a tip for anyone who meets me. <laughs> if you say the word shaman – if you say the word spiritual, if you say the word toxins, mm. and you don't mean specifically a poison entered mm. into your body, if you if you don't know what you mean when you say toxins, mm. but you think that foot pads can get it out of you, <laughs> right? I'm going to dismiss that. <laughs> You're going to have to work very hard to get me to pay any attention to you, right? At that point, yeah, yeah. So that's 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 the spiritual side of Burning Man. The rest of it's great. I I recommend it for uh, yeah. for most people. Oh, it's a blast! It's, it's a, wild. I mean, it's it's a test of endurance. Mm-hmm. It's it a is. test. You're, of you're your, in the desert for a your week. ability to plan. Yes, absolutely. Um, like, it, but you will it's find a, it's you a will find experience, but a lot of beauty and wonderful and, things out there. Yeah, yeah. So I need to go again. Yeah. I'm going to try for this next year. I now think that my should. life is sort of changing. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of my commitments are shifting around. Yeah. Yeah, might, I think might it'll be, be a little bit easier to, to get out there again. Yeah. So. Get, get dirty. I tell you one thing, though. There's no more spiritual experience on the planet than your first shower after you've been to the playa. <laughs> oh, that is, that's the moment. When, when you can actually like touch your hair again without yeah. getting the creepy crawlies, well, that's a great moment. Uh, for me, I remember... It was layers in the shower. Oh, yeah. It was multiple washing of my hair, multiple oh, washing yeah. of crevices. Like, it's seriously it's bad. I, I've washed my, we, I, to wash my car, mm-hmm. I had to, I hosed it off at home first, mm-hmm. like thoroughly hosed it off. Yeah. Then took it to a car wash and ran it through their most expensive, most number of times past my car wash. Sure. Fucking thing's still dirty. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. That's Burnham Man. Yep. There you go. All right. Find us on Twitter and Facebook at TGI Atheist. Yeah. The Facebook slash. You, you, what you would do is go to Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Perfect. Or you can uh, email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. We would love to hear your voice. All righty. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye.